Welcome to the Aggressive Life. Last year, we rolled out something brand new at Man Camp, and it was such a hit, we decided to do it again. Man Camp is a powerful experience, and there's nothing more important than the work that God is doing inside each and every one of the 2,700 guys who attended this year. So we captured as many of those stories as we could because it's encouraging to hear that God still touches people's lives. It's encouraging to hear that average men still can be moved. God's still in the business of changing lives. And so to help us remember that, we went and got a decommissioned outhouse and we used an old military field telephone and we affectionately call it the story shitter. The idea is simple. You go inside, you pick up the phone, you share a story from the weekend, you unload, you drop something you don't need to carry anymore, and you process what God is doing. We can post photos and videos all weekend, but these stories from everyday men like you are what Man Camp is all about. We comb through hours of stories, and we're going to dedicate the rest of this episode to sharing some with you. These stories are a testament to just how powerful a weekend off the grid, surrounded by other men can be, and even more importantly, how powerful a God who knows you and cares about you personally, how powerful he is. So whether you attended this year or not, whether you're male or female, we want you to be aware of some of the things that have happened. And if you're a man, we'd love to have you with us next fall. That's why for one week only, we're offering tickets to next year's man camp at 30% off. These are guaranteed to be the cheapest tickets you'll get. I'm almost positive man camp is going to be more expensive next year than it was this year. Inflation hits all of us. So find more at man camp. Dot us and save your spot and save some money for next year. That's enough for me. Let's get to the real stars of the show this week. The men of Man Camp 2023. Time to step into the story shitter. Let's go. Hey. Okay, so when I, uh, let's see, this morning, up until this morning, I think I considered myself a lone wolf and I always thought that was a good way to be I didn't need anybody I don't need anybody's help well I'm wrong I've, I've been wrong and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm wrong because that's what men do right men can admit when they're wrong men need forgiven so now that I know uh, there's a better way. I'm going. See ya. I am dumping all the horrible uh, names my ex-wife has called me. I am. I am a child of God. I am. I am loved, and I am respected. And I need that to be the soundtrack of my life. And so I'm flushing away all the, uh, all the nastiness. Thank you so much for this. Bye. Very grateful for the, uh, the crapper. Um, thing to get off my chest is uh, sort of thorn in my flesh for a period of time, most of my life. 
um, and uh, just can't tell it to another man. So I'm doing it here. Um, when I was uh, in preschool, they um, dressed me and another kid up as girls. And um, that started a, uh, a lifetime problem with um, cross-dressing. And um, it's kind of the last thing that still anchors. Um, so I just wanted to confess it. I know, you know, I've even told uh, my wife about it. Um, but I never really told uh, men because, um, I don't know, it's just hard to, to do that. So, um, this is the best I can do with this. And so I'm... I'm depositing it here, and I'd like to walk away from it. Amen. I have always been uh, cautious to be seen as one of those people that um, God is constantly around, and that can always turn to Jesus in hard times, because I've struggled to recognize myself as a good enough person or uh, that I've done bad things in my life and um, but short time in the mash tent um, I'm holy in God's eyes and he loves me and he's right behind me everywhere I go I love this camp and I want to get baptized but I need my my team here just need my wife but um, she also told me to do it if I'm really feeling like doing it I'm really feeling called to do it but at the same time <laughs> uh, I don't want to be talked out of it so I might take the jump here in a second because I really want to answer that next step for Jesus pray for me thanks hello I'm going to come in here and Dump off some of my negativity, my negative self-talk telling me I ain't good enough. I'm dumping that right now. So, this isn't really a much of a story as it is a phone call to my dad. So, um, yeah, just going to kind of talk to my dad for a second. So, hey, dad. Um... Hey, so you, you did something when I was younger. Um, I remember looking at you and being so afraid and so scared. And I know the next day you, you know, wrote me a card and you got me that Lego that I had been wanting, but... Dad, it still hurt me. And it made me so scared. And 
that little kid that got hurt by you, he never really grew up out of that fear. He's still afraid. And it all drives back to, to that one moment. And I know you didn't mean it. But I did something tonight. And I forgave you for it. I'm not holding it over your head. I'm not um, trying to say that you know, I still resent you or anything for it. Because I forgive you. So, Dad, I, I love you. I forgive you and I bless you to be a nurturing, good, loving father. Hey, maybe someday we can come out to breakfast and I can tell you a bunch of shit going on in my life. But right now, Dad, I just want to bless you. I uh, bless you to be a loving, nurturing father. And I forgive you, Dad. So, um, the thing I keep hearing is keep moving forward. No backward step. And, uh, it just seems like everything around me just keeps pointing me forward and I'm not entirely sure what that means um, I know I need to to go I need to get get moving um, just trying to figure out which direction I need to step it's exciting because I know I'm going the right way the problem is I don't know where it leads I, I trust it's going to be somewhere awesome. I wish that I had a better idea of what it was. But I'm going. No backward step. Uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I came to camp because a good friend of mine invited me two years ago. And it made no sense for me to be out here. <laughs> I was... I was really trying to find any reason to, to not be here because camping's not my thing. Camping for Jesus sounded even less fun. Camping for Jesus in October just made very little sense and with strangers. Um, but I came because I, I, I trust him and I, I love the way that he lives out his life. Um, I had seen some of the changes that happened in his life and is something that I wanted for myself. And also, I just wanted to see, like, what what is so cool that he's just going out to the woods camping for Jesus? And this has been... That was, that was two years ago. This has been my third year out at man camp and my second year leading. And... <laughs> it's, it's almost hard to put words to this, man. Like... To see the reaction of guys who have either been in the church for a long time or have never encountered God and certainly have never been camping and 
just having a good time and relaxing and they get to meet God there and to be able to go back to their families and change the way that life has lived like there's there's no way that I can miss out on this and so I've been back year after year after year this year the <laughs> ironically the most impactful part has been coming out of mesh and I'm I'm fresh out of there and I love my family and I love my wife and realizing that I might need to not be here next year because I need to love a little harder I I I feel like I do a lot and I love a lot and you know that I'm taking care of what I need to take care of and I'm very practical and you know, doing what needs to be done and blah, blah, blah. But maybe I need to love my wife just a little bit more or a lot a bit more. And I'm excited to see what that looks like. I'm, I'm excited to sacrifice in new ways and give myself in new ways and to create intimacy in new ways and in the old ways too. But, <laughs> but really to, to, to see what, giving more to her does for our relationship for the ways that we get to know and learn God so yeah I'm geeked to go home I'm I mean I was already very excited to see see my wife it's it's, it's dope to hang out here with the homies but need a little something soft to lay on so <laughs> I'm coming home, baby, and I can't wait to see you. And I can't wait to continue doing life with you. One time for man camp, man. Um, I came into man camp this year not really knowing what to expect. And, um, man, let me just say, like, God did, did some things that I, I didn't even, like, expect him to really speak to me about. And, uh, he spoke to me a lot about, um, being his son and, being a, a son that he's well pleased with and um, I can walk in that I can walk in that identity as, as a son of the king that he loves and that he's proud of and um, I can be confident um, in the plans that he has for me because He has me exactly where he wants me to be. And um, just because I may not feel like my life isn't going anywhere or, you know, I'm not where I'm supposed to be because of what the world, what is seen as successful, just because I'm not there, um, doesn't mean anything less about me because God has me exactly where he wants me to be. Yeah, I'm just so thankful 
for this. Um, thank you, God. I love you. This weekend has been such a blessing. I'm going through a divorce, dealing with an incredible amount of self-doubt on that. I own a lot of businesses. There's, well, a lot, a few businesses. There's 20 people relying on my decision-making outside of my family and their families. A lot of pressure there. And uh, I'm just... Uh, I've been wondering what kind of man God wants me to be, and I feel like I've got the answer. Also, you know, there's a lot of things that's led up to this divorce, and I've asked God, I just don't feel, a lot of people don't, including me, but I just don't feel like I'm that important that God should listen to me. But, you know, I, I heard God say this weekend that he is here for the walk. And that means everything right now. Thanks for putting this together. Thank you, God, for walking with us. Amen. Last year when I came to man camp, I wasn't living at home with my family. I was uh, kicked out of my house for having an affair. I was a uh, recovering alcoholic. Came to man camp. Uh, lots of shame. Lots of regret. Had amazing conversations around the fire. Uh, went into the mash tent. Talked to the uh, counselors about shame and regret. And uh, not feeling worthy. Even though uh, I knew I was forgiven. But not being able to get past it. They prayed with me. And uh, shame and guilt and regret was gone after that. This year I've came back and uh, I've been working with Celebrate Recovery the last year since last man camp and now been working with men to uh, and women, mostly men, to uh, help them get rid of their uh, hang-ups and hurts and bad habits and uh, it's just night and day difference from last year to this year and I'm just grateful for man camp and uh, what this is doing for, for men to uh, get rid of things in their past and things that they're doing now to uh, draw closer to Christ. I'm here at man camp with my dad and my brother, and there's a part of my story that involves failure in my marriage, and I have been healed and God's really redeemed that part of our story, but I feel shame about it still and I want to share it with them and um, share how God's redeemed, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to share it with them because I'm afraid of what they'll think of me. So I don't know if this is what the dumper's for, but I'm at least saying it out loud right now that I'm afraid and that I want to share.
So I'm a man of science. I didn't really believe there was a devil. Not an actual entity, maybe. When I'd read stories of Jesus casting out demons, as a mental health professional, I, I understood that to mean psychosis, like he healed psychosis. But while I was a mental health professional, I discovered that not everybody has a mental health problem when they come in your office. Some of them actually are possessed, and there really is a devil. And he had a plan. And with the help of people I trusted, with professionals, and also with the client that I had, they took me down. I've been carrying disappointment and resentment for five years. And I knew it was there and my wound was healed, but there was still shrapnel. When I came here to man camp this weekend, I'd been carrying that shrapnel for a long time and I just figured that was just the way it was gonna be from now on. I was gonna be carrying these wounds for the rest of my life and it was just the price I had to pay as I felt discouraged and disappointed and empty. Just going through the motions at this point. But then I went into the mash tent and two guys helped me to see that resentment. They identified it right away. And they asked me if I was ready to let go of it. And I was. Suddenly, after five years and an internal wrestling lasted for a full minute in that tent, I let it go. And the healing was amazing. And then when I listened to Brian talking about disappointment and that season in your life, I realized that it was over. I'm back. I'm ready to lead again. Wiser for the wear and stronger than I've ever been before because the Holy Spirit fills me. God bless man camp. Having gone to this makes seven trips here for man camp, that first man camp I learned about the five marks. Then at that point, I planted my flag a little too much on a man works hard. And uh, because I, that was something that I was already succeeding in. And uh, I didn't realize the toll that that was taking. And I wasn't focusing enough on some of the other marks, like protecting others. And it, it really hit this, this weekend, especially tonight, after sitting around a campfire with other men, and something just clicked that I can't live having that flag planted so firmly in just one and neglecting others. And I need to take some of that energy that I spend so much time on working hard in other ways and really focusing on how I need to work hard in protecting others based on what their needs are, based on what my wife's needs are, my kids' needs. Uh, and that's what I know is going to make it ultimately a better home and allow me to raise three daughters that truly feels like they have a father that loves them and that they are worth pursuing because the last thing I want is them to go into adulthood looking for someone else 
to do that. Maybe even in an, accepting that in an unhealthy way from someone else because I refuse to listen to their needs and respond to their needs and pursue them all those years prior. So tonight is definitely me, me leaving behind the fact that what's done is done and they're still young and I can change it tomorrow when I go home. And that's why I, I asked the other men that were here with me to, um, to hold me accountable to that and to ask me about that going forward in the coming weeks and months so that I don't lose that vision because I fall back into a trap of just working hard and not in the way that I need to be working hard. So I don't have uh, much of a voice, but I was going to be here no matter what, because man camp changed my life. Two years ago, my heart was so black. I grew up, I spoke at church, I led church. I led teen Bible studies. I led hymn service. And my world fell apart. I had my mother-in-law die of cancer. I had a niece die of a drug overdose. I had another niece die at stillbirth. And I put so much weight. I was devoted to God for so long. And I felt that he failed me. I felt that God was not there. God was gone. God was not active. God was not real. God was not involved in my life. He didn't care about me. He didn't care about all these things that happened around me my marriage suffered my spiritual life everything around me crumbled I separated from my wife for two years I was having the time of my life I did everything that I thought the world wanted me to do. I had affairs, too many to count. So unfaithful. My wife, we were separated, and she sent me an invite to man camp two years ago. And I watched the video, and I loved it. I loved the outdoors, the men. So I signed up that day when she sent me the invite because I tried to block God out as much as I could. My heart was so dark, so black. I had so many walls, so thick. I hated God.
I was pissed for all the deaths that I experienced. How could a God allow that? But God spoke to me here at man camp. God was working and just continued after me. He kept chasing me and following me and prodding me. And he knew that I was going to live again. I was going to resurrect like he did. He was going to bring me back to life. And that is what God did through man camp. And it was a place where in my historical background of religion and God, and I'm a PK, I'm a preacher's kid. This was not a place where you would experience God. Like, God was not supposed to be found here. But I never would have found true God, true Jesus, without man camp. And the past two years have been absolutely transformative in my, my personal life, with me, with my wife. We pray every single morning. We do not start our day without praying to God. So uh, I love you guys. I thank you for what you're doing. Um, this is awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this journey toward aggressive living. Find more resources, articles, past episodes, and live events over at bryantome.com. My new books, a repackaged edition of The Five Marks of a Man and a brand new Five Marks of a Man tactical guide are open right now on Amazon. If you haven't yet, leave this podcast a rating and review. It really helps get the show in front of new listeners. And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram at Brian Tome. The Aggressive Life is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.